Hey, hey, this is Dr. Carmen. Welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. And today is our last week in our relationship series. So I thought we would talk about my relationship status. It's complicated. Yes, it's complicated when it comes to my relationship with food. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and why it's important and um, why I am still talking about my relationship with food. As you know, this is a channel where we talk about all things related to health, mental, emotional health, and physical health. So we're going to talk about your relationship with food and my relationship with food. So let's get into it. All right. So the first thing is I've been battling my relationship with food for, it seems like forever. It seems like I've always had an issue with food at some point or other in my life. Um, I remember mom dieting when I was younger, um, middle school-ish, um, dieting. I remember putting up pictures of what I wanted to look like. Um, from magazines when I was around that middle school age and trying to restrict my eating. I remember aerobics were just becoming popular then and um, going to aerobics classes to try to lose weight, going to the gym and, you know, again, with my parents always learning, you know, they had a workout routine. We would look at the machines and you know, be taught how to use the machines and have our little cards. At that time, it was all on cards. So they had their workout on the cards. We had our workout. My sister would go take uh, Taekwondo and, you know, I would do the other things in the gym because again, I like the aerobics. So there's always been that component of trying to eat healthier, be healthier. And, oh, wait a minute. I grew up in New Orleans. Um, we are a very fat city and no pun intended. There actually is a fat city area in New Orleans that has nothing to do with being fat. But again, we are the place for food and indulgence, food, drink, all the things. Um, we actually got designated one of the fattest cities one of those years. I can't remember how where we fall on that, I don't know currently, but we were pretty high up on there. So my relationship with food, as I started to say, has always been complicated. I was a chunky kid. Um, and then, you know, I went on my first diet um, program just before high school and lost about 80 pounds then. And, you know, kept it all through most of high school, went to college, hello, pounds again, plus, you know, throw in a few of our older family members passing away and dealing with grief, and we have weight gain again, so I do another restrictive diet program. So cut to 2007, after graduate school, again, another time of gaining weight back, 
not exercising much, you know, just being very busy with school and working while I was in school. So I was sitting a lot, y'all. I was sitting a lot. I was eating so eating junk food, drinking sodas, even though I know how to cook for myself. I was doing all the things except the right things. So that was when I got my first cavities. That was when um, I gained the most weight and, you know, cut to me being 250 something, 57 calories. I don't, let's not even quibble. 257 pounds um, and overweight by the time I go off on internship. Now I did start trying at that point to try to go to the gym more regularly. I don't think I was changing the way I ate that much that go round. Um, but by the time I went off to do professional work after my internship and postdoc, you know, I was really ready to go again. So 2007, eight ish, I lost my other 80 something pounds on an Atkins like supervised diet. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I tried Atkins while I was in on internship without any medical supervision or um, without any medical advice or education um, about how to do it, did not have good results. In fact, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, didn't realize my blood pressure, no, my blood sugar had dropped so low and I just passed out. Got up once I came to myself and I was still out of sorts. The blood sugar was still really, really low and ran into a wall, got a scar in my eye to prove it and passed out again. So that led to missing a day or so of internship while I tried to get everything recalibrated, getting some orange juice in and other things. And I swore I was never going to do another restrictive diet like that again. So, whew. Yeah, so I was off the Atkins until I came back to Florida and decided to do an Atkins-like diet with supervision. I thought, I can handle that. They're checking on me every week. I've got plenty of support. And it was very, very successful, even though it was a very restrictive diet, very low-calorie diet. I was tracking back then, so it was about 900 calories, and you would get your hand slapped if you weren't in ketosis. Um, if the stick didn't turn the right color, um, you would get your hand slapped and lose some of your privileged foods like Jello and stuff like that. So I swore I was never going to be that way again. I, you know, and I forgot that I have this complicated relationship with food. I forgot that I sometimes, you know, abuse food when. I am having times of stress, or like we said earlier in college with grief, and I tend to go hard on all the not so good foods, the carbs, the sweets and things like that. And part of it is, I think it's our, it's the way we work. They have done studies that show that in times of stress, hitting some carbs and some sugar lights up that part of our brain that releases the dopamine and makes us feel good. It's just like taking a hit of a drug, especially for sugar. It's just like taking a hit of a drug. And I forgot that I had this issue that I have to be mindful of this and find other ways to manage it. So cut to, you know, starting a new business and 
six, nine months later, I've got 41 pounds to lose. And I've gone up and down, up and down, trying to lose the weight, um, getting frustrated. The tools that I was using, the exogenous ketones weren't seeming to work as well. I forgot what I said to my clients that, you know, it works as long as you are eating a healthy, low carb diet. You don't have to be keto. Keto is very hard to sustain, but I forgot those things. And I was not moving. I was not eating healthily um, with more veggies and light lean proteins and, you know, moving my body regularly. Like I used to, I used to at least do three miles a every other day. I was not doing that. I was not getting on the scale anymore. So that brings me to what I've been doing now. This is week two. I got a, somebody to give me nutritional advice. I got a new advisor. It's through my health plan. So I get nutritional advice. I get meal plans and I am learning all over again, how to have a healthier relationship with food. Is it easy? No, because I still want to fall back on my old ways and do my keto thing um, and my keto substitutions um, because that's comfortable, it's easy, it's familiar. So the first thing I learned is I have to go back to meal planning and meal prepping. When you meal plan and meal prep, and I sat down on Sunday, looked at what is allowed to eat, and we're talking about calorie-dense foods, I'm sorry, not calorie-dense foods like uh, chicken breast or steak or things like that, but foods that have more water in it and that are less calorie-dense so I can eat more and feel full. So that means vegetables like broccoli, um, that means salads, that means green beans, it can even mean corn, which I haven't had a lot of since I've been keto since 2018. So it's learning how to eat a variety of foods, a variety of vegetables and fruit. Fruit has been off except for raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, and those things. But bananas and apples have been introduced. If you saw my um, post yesterday, you saw that I made a creamy applesauce dream dessert. It's very satisfying without some of the carbs, but also gives me that sweet taste and also using um, non-fat light fit yogurt. So we're getting a little bit more of the dairy in. I'm still not, and I think that's part of where things broke down. I couldn't do as much dairy and cheese because my body doesn't process them as well. And that is part of, not all of, but part of what you do on keto to stay in ketosis. So now I'm having to get used to introducing some breads more vegetables, a lot more vegetables and more fruits into my diet and some lean meats like fish and shrimp. I'm gonna cook a shrimp biryani later this week. Um, I did a sirloin tip and mushrooms. Mushrooms are allowed, but um, that's because I gotta use what's in my freezer, y'all. So the second thing I learned is again, making healthy substitutions. So if I wanted apple pie, now I have this apple dream dessert that's good, hot or cold. It's up to you. 
So making those substitutions, planning ahead, I spent almost an hour figuring out what the menu plan was gonna be today and also including snacks um, this week that I can eat. And next week I'll pick some different healthy snacks, um, a different fruit maybe. I chose apples this week, which also wound up going into the apple, um, creamy apple sauce dessert. Um, I got some mixed fruit to make some fruit smoothies. Um, changing, I used to skip breakfast. I woke up hungry yesterday, day before yesterday. So I had a smoothie with the light and fit yogurt. Um, and it's okay. I was hungry. So I ate. Um, so we talked about meal planning. We talked about weighing every other day. I had gotten away from weighing. I have issues with the scale, just like I have issues with the food, but it has been encouraging to see my weight steadily going down. Um, and, you know, I've been able to keep more consistent with my eating habits and my eating behaviors because I have the scale to tell me you're on the right track or, you know, you went out of bounds yesterday. Let's get back on track. You know, it's not much that goes out of bounds if I'm not bringing it in. Uh, last week, I got excited because it said I could have popcorn. Um, I bought the whole big bag of the Smart Pop popcorn. It's not smart. It's not lean. It's not a good substitution if you can't stop eating the popcorn. Um, portion control. So we have to be more careful about portion control. Not only am I getting on the scale to weigh myself more regularly, but I am using my Taylor food scale more frequently to make sure that I have portion control um, so that I can rein it back in and eat normal sizes again. So weighing your food and yourself is key to having a better relationship with food and using the full few, sorry, using the food to fuel your body rather than using it for fun or to help you feel better emotionally and mindlessly grazing on stuff. I am doing better with my exercise. I've been exercising at least three days a week. Um, sometimes it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes it varies um, during the week, depending on we've had a lot of bad weather here and the heat is out of control. So I usually plan to hit the three days a week. I also got an exercise program on part of this um, new approach to food and getting back to a healthier weight that I'm comfortable with. I mean, even still, the recommendation was to be 150 pounds. That is not gonna work on this five, six frame. It may work with other people's five, six frames, but I have found 169, 179 to be more manageable for me and for me to be able to maintain once I am off the less restrictive, hard dieting phase. So I want to be able to maintain this for the rest of my life so that I can maintain my health, my mobility, um, be able to, you know, fight off germs and things like that. So I'm not going for 150. That's not reasonable for me. It's not reasonable for the way that my build is. And you have to consider how your build is. 
Um, so to that end, when I lost the weight in 2007, 2008, I was really pressured to do 150. I got them to agree to move me to maintenance at 169. I may have stayed there for, I don't know, six to nine months and then gradually moved up. And I looked really, really gaunt. You could see all my bones and my collarbone and in my neck. And my face was really, really, um, I don't know how best to say it, but yes, I had cheekbones again, but I was kind of drawn and, you know, it just wasn't a good look for me. So I am more comfortable with 169, 179. I'm shooting for 179 this time around because I believe that I can maintain that for the rest of my life while I'm learning how to manage stress with other things like my meditation, like tapping, um, like walking, like talking to friends, like doing other pleasurable activities to offset the stress. So let's see, making healthier substitutions. We talked about with the creamy applesauce dessert. So there are things like that that I can do and trying new recipes like the shrimp biryani, I like Indian food, so I'm going to try different Indian recipes. I've never made shrimp biryani, so that should be very fun and very tasty. It's more like I would eat every day. Um, incorporating brown rice, uh, basmati rice into my um, way of eating is also a plus. Um, so trying new meals, having variety so that I don't get bored with what I'm eating. I'm going to be eating a lot of salads. I eat a lot of salads anyway. I'm just determined to make the salads part of my lunch routine because I do well with salads for lunch. And you could have as much green leafy, romaine, arugula, or any mixture therein as you want to. Um, it's going to fill you up. And then I add a little bit of protein on top of that. So that's what I'm doing right now to try to um, improve my relationship with food. I want to take it from it's complicated to um, it's a joy, it's a healthy relationship. That's where I want to go so I can have a healthy relationship with food and be healthy inside and out. Um, if you have more questions about that, um, if you guys are interested in any uh, more sessions on this, um, please drop me a note in the inbox and let me know. Or you can leave me a voice message on Spotify or on um, blanking. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or on the... Um, the podcast itself, um, you can leave me a message. If you're catching me directly on the podcast, you can leave a message. If something about this one resonates with you, please rate and review me um, and share me out and subscribe. Um, I want to get the message out that you can live healthy and you can live a long and full life. If you live healthy, get your mind right and get your body right. Um, you can be happy and take it from it's complicated to it's healthy. So thank you for joining me this afternoon on the couch. And I will see you next Wednesday. Each Wednesday is a new episode. I do take 
um, suggestions or recommendations from the audience. If you would like me to speak on a different topic related to physical health or mental health or lifestyle changes to improve both of those, let me know. And I'll see you on the couch next time. Until then, be well.